We are back yet again with another episode. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. That includes Twitter and Instagram at WRGOPod. That also includes YouTube, where we have an amazing new video by our very own Mackenzie Marshall. Be sure to subscribe on that. Be sure to also subscribe, like, comment, share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. It does help us reach a new audience of viewers and i am joined by our regular team mackenzie and henry how are you guys i am good how are you all i'm well i'm well you know (laughs) i'm well i'm well good good, great to hear it all right so we're gonna go and bring us some food for thought as usual since we are three howard alums uh we have to put this and as an avid sports fan myself i have to put this in uh, so Howard landed last week a top basketball recruit, the 16th ranked in the country, Makor Makur, I think is how you're pronouncing it. I don't take a wild stab at that. You're the sports person here, bud, not me. I think it's Makor Makur, but I think that's me getting too deep into it. But <laughs> so he was the 16th ranked high school basketball recruit in the country. He committed to play basketball at Howard. Uh, we know that a lot of top prospects have been looking at HBCUs, but do you think that this will kind of draw top high school athletes towards HBCUs? Because I think even if you're not a big sports fan, as an HBCU alum, it's kind of like a – it's a cool thing, right? That's what I think. I mean, I've seen, like, once he uh, – act- well, even before he committed or whatever, I've seen, like, other, uh, I guess, top athletes or big recruits or whatever they call you know, I'm not a sports person. But I see, like, when I seen it going on, like, the whole conversation, like, I think it started when Jamel Hill, maybe, she, yeah, she put out an article about it, right? Yeah, in the Atlantic, yeah. Right, so she put something out, so when she first put something out, I kind of, like, did, I want to, not a deep dive, but I was just, like, you know what I'm saying, going through stuff, and I seen other athletes talking about it and if i'm not mistaken is this the same dude that came to visit howard or just somebody else this is it's somebody else but he also came to visit howard it just wasn't as that's what i'm saying so it's like i feel like especially for me paying attention to it since that jamel hill arc i think it's been a big conversation in um like black sports as we call it or whatever but like I will say it's a viral video going around Twitter right now. I don't know what the dude name, but he sound to me like you playing to the white man game for real because he was like, I don't care. My son at Gordon Howard, he's not going to get the TV recognition and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm glad that ain't your son because uh, it's bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your son really that good, he gonna, they going to bring the attention to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just how I feel, but I could be all wrong. Um, I think it was pretty, I think the conversation was there even before Jamel Hill's um, article. Like, I think, you know, it's always been a talk of like, why are even in, in high school when people like bust these kids, these city, inner cities kids to these like private schools to play for sports or whatever. So I think the conversation was already there before the article. But um, I do hope that, you know, like, I mean, I would, I hope that people are going to look at HBCUs and athletes do consider HBCUs. I'm not a sports person, so I don't really know what the risks really are for their careers. Um, But I do hope that they actually commit because I do think that he brought attention to HBCUs. But 
I don't know if I think there's going to still be more conversation around like that video that Henry talked about, about yeah. playing into the white man's thing. So what, will it really get more more black athletes, top black athletes to go to HBCs? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I hope so, though, because it really is about the bigger picture. Like it really is important for like to, for us to you know, support our schools. So I do hope, but I, I am a little optimistic. I'm still a little skeptical about if they'll actually commit. Nah, same. And I, cause the way I was thinking about it, I first thought about it as like a sports kind of thing, but then like kind of you all were saying like, it's bigger than that. Like I also thought it's not just like, Hey, we want top athletes to go to Howard, but we also want top just academic students in general. Like I know like at, like I went to a private school, like they weren't actively steering me to go towards HBCU. So there is like a larger conversation of like top athletes need to be pushed there. And just, if you have a really good SAT score, you should be pushed to go. You're not above an HBCU if you get a really high test score, if you have a really high GPA. So I think yeah, that's like agree. another conversation. I yeah, think that's I the, think it goes into like the uh, high school counselors and the, the people around them, like introducing them to the college like atmosphere, because I know my college counselor, did not recommend any HBC for me to attend. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a part of the conversation, but I think the bigger conversation is black people acclimating their success on like a white catalyst, whatever, because we, you know how people be like, Howard is the uh, HBC Harvard or whatever they be saying that I black Ivy league. So like it's stuff like that to where even within that, like, Howard produces, Morehouse produces, Spelman produces, and that's why like people be like, it's more HBCs, whatever, but like those three schools alone have produced 90, more than 90% of black professionals uh, across the board. So I guess for me, when I think about it like that, HBCUs have always been essential, and I could have a different perspective because I'm from the South, where like, um, you know, the big uh, classics and all that stuff is a big part of the culture there. So you're kind of familiar with HBCUs. Um, and like, once you get hip to like black elitism, you get hip to like what the good schools are and what the plugs are and the Jack and Jill and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think within itself, this is a bigger conversation. That's what I'm saying. It's bigger than what bro trying to make it seem like, oh, I ain't sending my son here because of this. Because like, essentially all of those schools, all of those jobs, they come at least recruit and talk to us because they at least look in the field that diversity position and if they're going to fill it, they want to fill it with the best people, right? Uh, so it's stuff like that that you have to also consider. So whatever. No, that's real. Uh, so next topic that we have on Food for Thought is, of course, COVID-19, which I, can we like rename it to like just COVID because it seemed like this is going to go on going like, Yeah, was it like COVID-19? I never understood that. Was it COVID-19 because like it started in 2019. 2019 or what? This It's, it's going to go through 2020 and 2021. So we just need to call that junk COVID. Uh, so this week, right. So this week, the total of uh, number of infected persons <laughs> uh, reached over 3 million in the U.S. with over 120,000, 20, 128,000 dead. Uh, recently, uh, the, admin the Trump administration has increased pressure on states to reopen schools, despite recommendations from their own health experts uh, arguing against that. Uh, they view schools as essential to the nation's recovery. Uh, VP Mike Pence said, we don't want the guidance from the CDC to be the reason why schools don't open. Um, I think my thing is, like, what do you all think about the possibility 
of the Trump administration. I think now they've kind of first they kind of had the testing thing and they were like, well, now we're not going to we're going to limit testing or testing is not that important. And now they're trying like to act like they don't exist so they can just keep moving on. Like my thing, that's my thing. Like, where's the logic is it? We're not going to follow the CDC guidelines. So if you're not going to follow the CDC guidelines, what about these grocery stores and the dang on pharmacies and all that? They're just going to be putting out medicine? Like, what? Like, to me, that is the most lackluster, ignorant, narcissistic, whatever other words I can come up with off the forefront of my brain. Like, how are you the president and vice president basically saying, oh, we don't do this, whatever. We're just going to go on with business. Like, what? I don't really have anything. I mean, we can't see like what I did. I, I just mean, think it's crazy. Honest, I just think it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like it's just a conversation. I mean, we all know the answer to this question. Like, I think this conversation, of course, the response is the response. Like, the response has been the same since it started before this has started. So I'm not even shocked about that. I do think that, you know, it does come to a point where as parents and like sending your kids to school, like you have to might take matters into your own hand and might have to home just not. Let's talk your about kids. that though, because let's talk about those kids and like the next question we're about to pose. And I don't necessarily. It's not like even them. just the kids. It's the like the teachers. Like Everybody like kids are dirty. Like kids are dirty. So you know, like I think it's just gonna have to be. um Maybe a school, like, I, I mean, I don't think public schools can do that. I went to private school, so private schools that's, have a little bit exactly more to like, you know, but no, I don't, I think this is more of, you're going to have to take matters into your own hands and do what's best for you and your family, because. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, the, like, the next question that's posed for the next topic, like, this is going to affect those lower income like socioeconomic situations. But like you said, public schools, they're like, they doing it to colleges too, where they're saying, oh, we're not gonna provide funding if you don't open the school. So yeah. it's like, what? And if you're in a, a low income community, which is mostly predominantly black and brown, you're largely gonna be affected by this. And then on top of that, what if you ain't even got Wi-Fi to do the remote option? Or what if like yeah. your parent gotta wait work and somebody ain't there to watch you? Like this is so it's a lot. COVID has put it on a lot of people. Uh, and it's hard because like again, that next question anybody raised, who is greatly being affected by all of this? And like that's the thing about uh and then back to like the next point that we're about to make here. Like it seemed like their whole purpose was just to revert, like overturn every progressive thing that ever happened. Like I think it's gonna, I mean, even with their guidelines, like even in New York, the biggest school district, like they're saying it's gonna be half and half. I mean, I think it's just gonna, they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot. It's gonna happen and then they're gonna have to shut back down again. And I think the, I mean, it's gonna be another outbreak in the schools. Yeah, and I think that's the weird thing is that like for Trump to kind of, or for the administration to take the point of like, hey, we're now, we want to like wage the war against coronavirus by sending like your kids like politically that's just dumb by basically saying like we're not going to do anything about this and now we want your kids to go back i don't get that but also like picking the fight like where you said mckenzie where in new york he doesn't control what individual states and districts do like de blasio was kind of like i probably don't think we're going to do it's not going to be normal it might be half mm -hmm. in half out like but it's not like why wait? I don't know why wage that war, but I think like Henry said, trying to make sense of all this is hard when it doesn't make sense to begin with. Yeah. Uh, 
but that's I, it's a mess and it's not getting any better. So as Henry said, to go on with the next topic, um, the Supreme Court and their recent birth control ruling. But yesterday on Wednesday, uh, the court ruled to allow employers and colleges, they could opt out of providing free birth control coverage. This reverses the Obama era policy from the Affordable Care Act that expanded access to contraception and forces many students who have health insurance now to pay out of pocket for their birth control. This was also, um, they also include something that includes exemptions for uh, religious institutions or employers and how they can block it. Um, so I think the main kind of thing is how do we fight against the courts which continue to rule on the policies that impact the black community? Uh, Mackenzie tackled that question, but also kind of like this ruling in particular, because it does have to do with women's access to contraception, which is a big thing that I don't think we, we talk about abortion a lot, but we don't talk about just people's natural access to contraception. I just don't understand the Supreme Court's like obsession with policing women and their bodies is so annoying. Like, I think it's really just going back to, honestly, I don't even, I don't even know who, who was, I guess, I didn't read the, into it, so I don't know who was like the final vote or how it came down to, but I really think that this goes into like, I know this as a Supreme Court judge, there is like a life, a lifetime position, mm -hmm. but I do just feel like there has to be, actually, I, I would, I was going to say that there should be an age limit to it because I really feel like this is just old mentality. But like, I mean, there's young conservatives as well. Um, I mean, I, I, how do we fight against the court's ruling? I mean, it's just, it's a go to your Planned Parenthood, your local, like your local um, activism group. I don't really know how to fight this because it's like, even once you fight it, as you saw with the Obama administration, you fight it and then the next administration could come in and reverse it and then you're back at square one again. So I really don't even, I don't even know how to tackle this because I feel like this is truly like racism in America. This is always going to be a thing. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same point as you because when I was typing the question, I didn't have like an answer. And I think you hit, I think you hit something that I think we need or that needs to be talked about in the future of like, if the court continues to do stuff that just breaks its neck to kind of hurt black people, hurt Latinos, hurt women, hurt you know people of Kind of any other faith besides Christianity, besides Christians, I think we do need to talk about like, should we have term limits for court justices? Should we have age limits? Like, we need to start thinking about stuff like that. Like, if we're really talking about trying to change how the Supreme Court operates, that probably starts with changing kind of who's there and how long they get to be there. Because yeah. you can be there for like the people who Trump just appointed. They're in their 40s. They're going to be impacting yeah. decisions for 40, 50 yeah. years. Yeah, like, and I feel the crazy. same way about like the presidency as well. Like there definitely should be an age limit, and like, like I just who how old is I don't even how, Trump is twenty seven like seventy five seventy yeah seven old, I think, old. yeah he's <laughs> like all of these people these are literally like our grandparents, and I just no, like that was not, uh, that's so crazy to me that talked about this before though where we, we were didn't. seeing like these certain positions, especially federal judges. Uh, y'all, y'all know Trump then put almost two hundred uh, judges yeah. lifetime appointments. Yeah, we almost, don't talk about that. We don't talk about that enough. Yeah, Look, they that. but they block. But this about the whole thing you know, we're talking about right here. How these people need term limits? Because as Mackenzie said, like I do think even like younger conservatives, they're not as conservative if that makes sense. Because yeah. you gotta 
you got to consider the gym. You're just blatantly damn ignorant. I'm going to just say if you, you're stupid ass. If you believe you can police women body, tell them when they can, how they should get birth control, if they should have abortions. Not, see, see, younger people, not even just younger people, people, they'll, they'll say like, I'm not trying to police women's body. I just don't think we should be paying for it or my taxes should be paying for that. Yeah, I mean, that, that essentially, oh, I think that will go back to their conservative values, though, because it's like they're all about money and this and that, and then you put the Christianity and all that bullcrap in there, right? So, like, I think that that more so ties to, like, these older conservatives, like Clarence Thomas, for instance. I somehow came across, like, a ruling of his, and I kind of read into it, and, like, I looked him up a little bit. This man, like, he don't speak out a lot. And that's because no, he, he hates the fact that he's from South Carolina. Like he literally hates the fact that he's black and from South Carolina. You know, to me, Ooh, if you had him, huh? Do you know? I'll look, I'm, I'll look it up right now. I don't know. I don't stop my head. Keep talking, Henry. Is that okay? Oh, but like, if if I'm thinking about that in like real time, if you hate your 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 ethnicity, you grew up in the South, so your whole mindset was like like it was deconstructed or conditioned or whatever to think a certain way. And now you're at the highest court in the land. So your your morals, your values, your ethics, your politics, whatever, they're going to align with that same con convoluted, effed up mindset to where you hating your people. So you're going to automatically put certain stuff in place that affect them people because you don't want them to see them win anyway. So it's like, um, that's just Clarence Thomas. This Brett Kavanaugh, he clearly blatantly can lie to your face and not give up and keep it moving. It's stuff like that. If you have that type of moral content, and he kind of young, he's like 40, 50 Actually, I'm not even surprised by him because how, yeah, he, how, he, how, he, even, how he even got to the seat with that whole... That's my thing. That's that, my thing. It was he came in him. with two middle fingers up. So I'm, yeah, it was, you know, he got away with that. He, we're constantly electing people like that to the, the highest the, like court of the land. They're setting law for everybody. They got the like, you know what I'm saying? They sticking it to the man. Then what, how do we, how do we even go about changing that process? We hear Biden saying he want to elect a black woman to the Supreme Court, but we seen what they did with Obama. But I was, but I was going to say that because I think that that's like a key thing that I don't think we talk about enough is that um, over like the past couple of episodes, we, I've noticed, like I went back on our last docs, like we've talked about the Supreme Court more. And I think that that's actually one thing I mean, that- They're in a session right now. Yeah, but I think like in just in general, like as people who lean Democrat, they don't Democrats don't talk enough about this importance of the Supreme Court, while Republicans focus like Supreme. Eric Holder, Eric Holder, go look up what Eric Holder is doing because he's. I was this was like when Trump first got in office. When I was reading about this, Eric Holder, he says this blatantly. He tries to get more people around it and lobby it and all that. Do I know the like ins and outs of it? No, but I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent That book. I think you gave me that book, A Black Man in the White House. Yeah, I did. Gave, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So I even in that book they talk about how Republicans have focused on the judiciary system. And it's paid. Since, and it's paid off. It's paid off. Since it's Obama off. was in there. And I think so. That, it's like yeah. Democrats need to put okay. that same focus and energy into it because it does have actual like if we actually care about like. Immigrants getting rights. That's, what, that's what's important. But I mean, but if we're really serious about it, like if we really care about stuff like this, we just need to say, like, hey, 
Biden or hate anybody, like y'all, whenever there's a Supreme Court justice up, like everybody needs to lock in on that. Like we can't have a we can't have another situation where Brett Kavanaugh somehow sneaks in and he basically rapes somebody. Like that can't happen. Like we have to make but sure. But I think the question now becomes even with Democrats, what are their morals and their values? Because I mean, you know what I'm saying? Anita Baker plays a part in Biden's history which plays a part in Clarence Thomas' history. Did you say Anita so, Baker? Not Anita Baker. Yup, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm a little... Catch it. Oh. <laughs> Catch it. Don't you dare drag Anita Baker into this. I'm gonna play, I'm gonna make sure yeah, we have I, Anita queued up for the exit music. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anita Hill. <laughs> Anita Hill. Y'all trying to play me. Anita Baker, I'm so sorry, sis. I'm so I am sorry. sorry. I am so sorry. Point is, y'all see I'm going to play how... her movie when we exit the episode. Just, I'm going to have to cue it up. Look, uh, but yeah, so Biden's history play has a big uh in it because of the Anita Hill situation, which is tied to Clarence Thomas. So it's like, even when we talk about, hey, Democrats, you need to pay attention to it. If the Democrats are somehow still allowing these people to slide on in or whatever term you just That's said. That's still a problem, too. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we might as well continue on since we're talking about Biden. So all things 2020, I actually forgot because of all this coronavirus stuff going on that there actually is an election coming up. Like I oh, said, yeah. um, so Biden is leading early in national polls. Um, what do you all feel like he can do to solidify his win? Because I'm still really, I'm going to vote for him, but I'm still not enthused. And it seems like no one else. Cocky, he too cocky for me. He just chilling. He not doing nothing. He not engaging the youth. He not engaging, he engaging black people the wrong dang on way. Uh, it's like, what is he doing? He really like, he making me not want to vote for him. The funny thing is, I actually is saying Trump is a bad leader. Yeah, the funny thing is, I haven't even really seen him. Well, no, he okay. I'll say this one thing. That thing I put in the group me today, he put out like that seven million. Hold on. Yeah, he's like a seven billion dollar plan for like the economy. Like he's doing stuff, but like it's just not. It's just not geared toward us. It's not geared toward us. Like your basic, he's not speaking to his core supporters. It's like, bruh. Okay, go on and pick the black woman you're going to pick, die off, and let her do her thing. Yeah, this is just kind of like, this race isn't fun to watch. It, it's, it's, I don't think it's supposed I to be fun. I feel like nobody, nobody's grinding, for real. Like, I feel like... But Trump, bro, you don't see what Trump doing. I mean, but that's part Trump of giving everybody this SPA money. He might trying to get another stimulus check out. He got them taking rights back. He said, I'm trying to get everybody from somewhere. But because I think he, a part he of it... Kanye off, too. I think a part of it, at least, like, is the coronavirus stuff. I think, like, if you look at how he's campaigned, like, he can't, he can't go anywhere. Like, he can't do rallies or he can't do that. So I think, like, social media like, plays an intricate part in Obama. I agree. I agree. I mean, so I think for you all, that seems like the way to, because I mean, in a realistic sense, is there anything he could do that you that y'all would be like, okay, like. I'm on board, on board, or not really? No, but the effort helps. He's doing more grassroots stuff. Like, I feel like, why aren't you on Instagram Live every day, Facebook Live, like, just in our face? Like, I should be sick and tired of hearing about you. I should be know your top pillars and what you're here about. Like, I should be able to rattle that stuff off the top of my head. This is why you're the best candidate, because you're doing this, this, at least three points. I don't know. Go ahead. 
No, I just think as someone who like knows people in campaigns and kind of how like coronavirus is messing everything up because it's harder to tell us how it's gonna work because if I was the communications anybody on their goddamn I don't really team. care about coronavirus because all these other businesses somehow they I agree the they out here selling drinks on the street they thinking on their feet what else can we do to stay in people's faces so figure marketing it out. and communication yeah. is very intricate in this right now if you need at last King Henry hit me up because I got you bud but for real he not doing nothing. No, I he's really he's, not doing nothing. I Corona think, can't stop. If he can get on Twitter. It's been four tweet, months. It's been four right. months. So, and hey. if he can get on Twitter and tweet, y'all better still vote or you ain't black if you ain't vote for me. Or if you can do that dumb, you can it. get your Simone, Big Tooth, and all the rest y'all of them. Y'all do Simone. Come up with something. Y'all do that. I'll say this. No, nah, because she needs to get on my nerves too. She was, loud on, she was loud on Twitter when she was on CNN, but now she's working for him. I'll, I'll never see her. Barely tweeting. Like, I don't like that. But I think, I think you're getting wrapped up in it. I think that there's a difference between... I think that what Biden is doing it was is what most Democratic presidential candidates do, and that's the can. problem. And, and I agree. I, I would agree. I trust me. I I am agreeing with you on that. I think that most of Biden's outreach that he's doing is not gonna attract us because he's doing stuff. I think he is like I've been seeing it, but it's he's not releasing plans. It's just not something that's geared toward us because he has black people as a whole under that's his base, but he does need to get black people who are our age. But I think to, I mean, Mackenzie, and your point, Henry, I do think that he does need to do stuff like go on. I mean, the funny thing is he's done shows, like he's done like Deces and Marrow. He's done a bunch of different stuff. It just doesn't, it's just not that entertaining. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like when they first started doing it, he did all of the shows that he probably should do and all the radio hits. He talked to the right people. It's just not, He's Joe Biden. He's a 77 year old white guy. There's only so good it can be. If that well, see, makes sense. That's also, and that's also a problem because it's like, <laughs> make news. Make news. Get on um, uh, whoever's doing these lives now. The late show's doing lives. Get on there. Hey, everybody, exactly. He can't, he can't. No, he, he, pull up on D. he need to pull up on D. Nice. Just throw bro. something at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, that would have been so great to see him. Yeah. That, like, if you would, if when he was, when everybody was doing the quarantine radio, the verses and stuff, and he hopped in there, hey, Jill Scott, I love, like, make news. Well, no, I, he was in a few of them. Who? He he definitely went to the, He um, was commenting, but, like, he needs to be, like, feed, he, D-Nice needs to, he like, needs to be, yeah, he needs to be, right, right, right. He needs to have yeah, his, like, um, nice his Bill Clinton moment with the saxophone. He yeah, needs to have his Bill Clinton moment with the saxophone. He's not that cool. First of all, let's let's stop even let's stop even giving him ideas. He, you got a team, figure it out next. Right. His, his team doesn't have people who look like us, but you didn't hear that from me. But Simone's I mean, check is bigger dude. than mine. Exactly. So, so he got a black team. No, stop trying to excuse this man. I'm yeah. not. I know. Next I, story. You made up like three excuses within the last three minutes. As someone who read campaigns, like I know. <laughs> exactly. Boy, shut up. He can do more. Next. He always can Kanye. do more. I'm in agreement with you. But as a registered voter, he needs to do something else. That part. I'm just letting you. If know. he can tell me I can risk my life for him, 
He better be doing something to risk my goddamn young life for him. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, all right, then. Stop excusing him. Ne- next case. Okay, so I don't want to talk about this, but Henry and I actually had an interview. Okay, I, anyway, we need to talk about Kanye because y'all damn fools out here talking about Kanye. This can nigga you got a four-pack ABC then tweeted Henry. about him. CNN tweeted about him. He was on NPR. He was on BBC. It's a conversation. People are literally talking about it. Now, the thing that's like, uh, he's just probably doing it to get music. Henry, 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 give some setup. Give some context. I mean, I'm doing that now. I'm doing No, you're not. <laughs> give some setup. I got <laughs> this, bro. Pause. So no, anyway, you don't, but okay. He, he basically um, tweeted on, my nigga, if you on the internet, you know what's going on. Kanye West tweeted something about American freedom and blah, blah, blah on July 4th, allegedly announcing his presidency. Kim quote tweeted it with the American flag and it went viral. It's on everybody news station, podcast, all that bull crap. It's being talked about people are having all this active whatever on Twitter. I think the conversation is not more so like the fact of, okay, it's Kanye. It's the fact that one, people are considerably questioning who they should vote for. And that's like the bigger conversation. And you think you can, like, I don't like your attitude toward this because you're like, well, they're not gonna vote anyway. Well, that's the problem with Biden, no, my I nigga. Will, because... I will tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, here is here is my main opinion on this. And Mackenzie, you never said anything when Henry and I were having this debate. So I want to hear what you think. I think that the people who and I said I'll say this again. I think this is my main point. The people who are often the least informed on Twitter make the most noise. So it seems like something is more prevalent than it actually is. I think. Okay, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Just listed multiple news sources. Let, that have let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. News sources are going to cover it because it's just noise. It's Kanye, and they always throw him that bone and that benefit of the doubt just to cover him. Like when Mackenzie put that thing in the chat, the Forbes interview should not have been published. It wasn't news. He was just ranting for four hours. That's not anything noteworthy. He's basically talking himself into circles, and they just say forget it, it's Kanye West, he's a name, it's going to get clicks, let's run with it. I and I think that's the thing, when people take it and okay, they so talk again, about that's it. that's how Trump gets to go and be like, fake news, fake news, because again, let's assess the generation we live in, where what news has become. That's part one. Two, okay. the I'll, fact I'll that, that. You're, you're saying it shouldn't have happened, but it did, it actually did. Because and being that it happened, this is pushing some type of agenda, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. People are realistically considering this thought. And just and like 2016, they did that write-in thing, this could very well be that same situation. I told, I don't think it's the same, but why not? Opinion. I don't. Because I why? think that, I think one, the, the person who is actually probably going to vote for Kanye is probably more likely to be a Republican than a Democrat. I think most people don't want to hear that, but his views completely disagree. I mean, you can. His views are very conservative. His views are extremely conservative. He is. And okay, so again, you're thinking about people who are critically thinking about No, this. no one no. who votes for Kanye is critically thinking. <laughs> I think that's if, what and you're that's saying. what I'm saying. So like if the, if the, Kanye for it, he was what when Obama was president, he would support him. And then Trump became president, he would support him. Brian never vote for neither one of them. Most people don't know that. But I, the fact what, that this man is a world-renowned rapper, has a clothing brand, like he's a major influence in American culture. Not just American culture, culture. 
And you and cannot I think, and, the fact that his name is now allegedly being considered for this thing, and people won't actually consider the idea. I don't like that thought, and I think that's naive. Because I, said, I don't think it's naive. I just think it's going to die out. It's going to die. Yeah, Kanye's making noise. He always out. does this. When he wants attention, he says something crazy. We give it to him, just like we're doing right now. Exactly. And Kanye's going to come out with another Jesus is King 2 in two weeks. Next. I just, th I I just think because people are talking about it, just because you're loud about something doesn't mean that it's actually like... People are taking you seriously. Yeah. Like, especially how, how social media works. This is a big conversation. Something crazy will happen tomorrow and we on to the next thing. Like, it's... I, I, hear I, that, I, really don't, I see that, but the thing is... That means he would have to ride away like, from, what is it, July... 10, July 9th all the way to November. He would have that's to That's not a Kanye move, right? But he was on Trump coattail for a few months, right? And my thing is, when I read that for his article, he, I found no, like, legitimate reason behind besides, oh, he ran in a bunker. The, as to why he stopped supporting, supporting Donald Trump. So even within that, him being, like, we see how Trump has manipulated these elections or situations in which he's come to his, to his advantage. He could very well and easily prolong this conversation. But I don't, uh, so, so what's your point then? Are you saying that then he's manipulating Kanye to make all this noise? I mean, I ain't say that you coming up with conspiracy theories. But that's, I just but said, using your line of thinking, that's where it goes. Because how is Trump's advantage? And I think he will do whatever to keep it up for the longest while. So and you think, so you basically happened, think, so then using this logic. To disengage people on that lower level, which uh, that's heavily Biden's, you know what I'm saying, whatever. So you think Trump and Kanye are in cahoots on this? That's basically what you're telling me. That's basically what you're telling me. Be. Stand by I your mean, conviction, bro. That's basically what you're telling me. Could be. I mean, I said it at the beginning of the podcast, but if you didn't hear me, that's your problem. Oh, you got an attitude now? I ain't gonna add to I'm just saying. I just next subject because he really like we really shouldn't even get Kanye this much time to be honest. I was more so talking about the democracy of America for real and how people just like don't take it seriously. That's more so my point here. I Kanye, agree. You know, that's more so what I was trying to talk about, not him specifically. Let me clarify. I'm glad you clarified. Okay, going on to heads up. So we have a bunch of different things that are largely in the entertainment space. Uh, the first up is Matthew A. Cherry is back again. So HBO Max ordered a 12-episode season of Young Love, the animated series based on the characters from Matthew A. Cherry's Oscar-winning animated short, Hair Love. I never watched Hair Love. I should get so on that. So excited for this. This was so cute. Like, I am literally so happy for him. Like, this... If you have not seen like the short little movie or I don't know clip or whatever, um, it was just really cute. It was just about um, a black girl, a little black girl, um, and her dad. And I think her mother was sick, mm -hmm. and just like she watched or he watched YouTube on how to do her hair, and it was just like cute little black girl. It just reminded me of the relationship I had with my dad, and like it it just took me back to a place like when I was little and like father-daughter love and stuff like that so I'm super excited about this um I'm not really sure where this is going gonna go like if it is gonna be like a 
a father-daughter type it of... It seems like it. According to him, he's taking the characters from the animated thing and just making it, like, oh, a show. I and Mom came in the I end, too, though. Wait a minute. Um, I think it'll Is be it? super great to see... Um, I can't hear her. To see... Um, just like a father-daughter relationship, a black father and black daughter um, relationship, I feel like we haven't seen that that much. Especially in an animated short. I'll yeah, an animated especially short in an animated short. setting. It'd be great to see. But what, what were y'all talking about, Issa Rae? No, your thing was going in and out. Uh, I couldn't hear. That's what I was saying. But I was saying, did in the clip, didn't um, the mom like have cancer in the? Yeah, animated? she had cancer or something. She was okay. sick. I just remember that. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, my only thing is it just sucks that it's on HBO and not like a main, yeah, you know, prime time network. If, if, so he's saying like you have to buy into the platform. It's not yeah. like going to be like on cable. It's not like going to be on like TBS. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you have to pay for it. But Matthew, or even it, Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, it's on like a a premium channel. Yeah, and I think most, the only the only good thing about it probably being on HBO is that they do come out with good content. So it'll probably and that, you know what I'm saying, and that's the thing about HBO. They do have like pretty. They don't good miss content. that often. Yeah, so, and, really and don't. he getting them, he getting them premium checks. So shout out to Bruh. Shout out to um, you. So next up, Henry hit me to this. So Zendaya and John David Washington, the son of Denzel Washington. The two act- my wife. Her name is Zendaya, bro. Excuse me. Excuse me. Good. That's, that's I thought I was the name butcherer here. That's a hey, Zendaya. Mm, you know, I don't black really folks. Know about this, I just seen um. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, once Henry put it in. So the two actors teamed up with the Euphoria creator uh, for a movie that's going to be called Malcolm and Marie, a full-length feature that was shot between June and July in California. The plot has not been revealed, but it's rumored to be similar to Netflix's A Marriage Story with Scarlett Johansson, which I have not seen. I found it funny that when I searched this up, everybody was talking about how Zendaya is it Zendaya, right? Zendaya, Zendaya, boy. Ah, He's Zendaya. Got a black love interest. And it ain't no good like that. Just, that had me he dying. Dark skin. He got Afrocentric features. So, wait, why are people that? saying it's like marriage story? Because I didn't like marriage story. Apparently, well, that's wait, what they're what saying. Like, like, the closest thing story. it would be like. Because no one knows the plot, but they when rumors were like, what's the closest thing to it? And they kind of compared it to that. Well, I guess I wouldn't say I didn't, didn't like marriage story. I just thought it was basic. What's the plot of it? Like it was just a couple that um was married and then they got a divorce and it was just kind of like just you know the trials and tribulations to it. I don't think that would be like that because when I was reading into this movie, they had to um they had to go through a lot to produce it and stuff. But anyway, they rented out semi big mansion and they filmed only on that property. So it has to be like a good like. Have y'all seen um? Beyond the Lights, like that's one of my like favorite love stories. How it was like, <laughs> <Are> you serious? <laughs> really? Yeah, bro. Like she saved her for That's like their favorite. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. I just like that's a great movie. Like that, that was that was cute, but I mean that was your. But that's what I'm saying. Like I imagine it being Love Jones. I'm <laughs> Love Jones is not that good, but anyway, Beyond the Lights um, was. I mean, but Beyond the Lights was cute. It's Let good. Me. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. That's what, so what I basically what I was trying to get at is how that that love story was kind of like you seeing them like their relationship and the intricacy and all of that. I think that's more so with it. If marriage story was about a divorce and breakup, I don't think that is what this. I mean, there's only so much they can do if they did all because like 
you mean that's, that's, like you, that that was my yeah. that was more so right. my point because again and but they, they only have so many people in there at one time. <laughs> it's like right. right. How much so, can they really do? That's what I'm saying. And if you think about Beyond the Lights, a lot of that movie was filmed in one location to where we were focusing on their relationship. I need to rewatch that. We should do a rewatch pod, Henry. You and I on the movie. No. Okay, I was being serious. They had like a concert tour. She was on the road touring. I said a lot. I said a lot of that movie was in Mexico. Like uh, at least forty minutes out of that movie was them in Mexico. Oh, in that little house at the end. Yeah, that was cute. I guess we'll see. I mean, I'll just say that one, hit that man up to make the movie. So that's a major move for her. Two, two, I mean, I don't know about John Washington. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. He's decent. He was he was in Black Klansman. He's been on some HBO stuff. He's like a real like he, it's not like they just pull bro off the street. Like Yeah, he, he, I mean, I only know him because he did here Washington Sun. No, he's No, he's like it. Okay. It's not like he's in it because he's Denzel watching the sun. Like he can actually. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what I thought it was. I, mean, I think he was nah. house, low key. I think he did. Yeah, he, oh yeah, he played football there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He played football there. No, he can act. He's a good actor. Um, oh, I mean, I hope he. Um, I mean, I'm curious because one, she again, she got finally got a black love interest. So we love to see it. It's 2020. I just, it. I'm just curious how they're gonna release it. Like, if it's not on Netflix. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, no one, ain't nobody going to the theater, so. <laughs> when, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross released her movie on, like, Demand or something or something like that. Like, they released Say more. It. Say more. You're breaking news now. <laughs> I didn't know about that. I didn't hear about that? Sure no. didn't. Oh, so High Note with Tracy Ellis Ross and Ice Cube, it came out maybe two weeks ago, and they released it. Like, Did you see it? Uh, I I wasn't trying to pay fifteen dollars for it, but I'm I'm gonna eventually tell $15. myself. Fifteen dollars. I mean, they have to make money off of it unless they so sell 15, it. Fifteen. That's 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 absorbent price. That's the movie ticket. It's a movie. Like what? Yes, I'm in the theater. I got surround sound. I'm in a comfy seat. I mean, I'm in my bed. You know, y'all know I'm it. Just, I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, gonna need, I'm gonna need Netflix or Hulu to buy the rights. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Amazon Prime do Prime Video do the same thing for like premium movies. Like when Bad Boys Two, again, some people do. (laughs) And I don't buy them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so what is it? Okay, let's not think about your perspective. They think about trying to get that money. People gonna buy if it's a big name. But well, buy it and then send it to a favorite person to talk about who needs to somehow get on this podcast. Say that again. Uh, so Colin Kaepernick and Disney, also Netflix. So the former quarterback will now be the focus of an ESPN docuseries that will chronicle his journey over the past five years, he said, involving the partnership with Disney. I am excited, I am excited to announce this historic partnership with Disney across all of its platforms to elevate uh, black and brown directors, creators, storytellers, producers, and to inspire the youth with compelling and authentic perspectives. This comes literally days after uh, Netflix announced their own documentary on Kaepernick, which will be produced by Alvin DuVernay. So Kaepernick's still out here collecting checks, doing the appearances. Can we talk about a side story? You said what? Can we, like, can we talk about him in general, especially with the performative politics of the NFL? I hope it, I hope it focuses on that. I mean, I think the, the NDA that he signed might complicate that. 
But I hope he goes there. I don't think. No, that, I guess I'm more so saying this. I'm glad he's still getting his check, and he going to end up making a bigger check because he done did something with Nike at this point. He done did something with Disney, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't a one-time thing. It's going to be like continuous project. So oh, yeah, he, he made, made more money. now than he did in the league. Yeah, yeah he he part, that yeah. part, that part. <laughs> yeah, do your thing, Chief. But I guess I'm more so like the NFL chose to have the Black National Anthem play before no, every – what, what was your purpose? Then you want to put out this statement. What was your purpose? Then you want to fake like your little thing with Jay-Z was going to do – what was your purpose? My thing is like, bro, I'm so tired of these motherfucking white people and all these big corporations Actually, playing I mean, like they – I'm not, what? I mean, they're doing exactly what I would expect them to do. Who I'm sick of is people like Jay-Z, who, like, you swear up and down that you for the people and you doing all that. Shout out to Rock Nation Brunch Twitter. Shout no, am I surprised <laughs> that the NFL is do, being performative and trying to act uh, like they're not? No. Okay, but why, if they're going to do all that, they can at least extend this man an offer. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, would be, that would be the biggest performance of it all. That would be the that would be the final. We appreciate that performance. If you're gonna play into the bullshit, you might as well give our I man a guy that at least make it look good. The funny I thing think, is, I don't even think Kaepernick would want that. <laughs> no, no, he's not gonna take it. He better than that. I think I think them 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 not doing not them not extending an offer and doing all of this is proving the point that they are exactly who we think that they are. They are racist and it's we should We've been that. Hey, well, since we on, this ain't no hit. Well, this might be his uh, Amy Cooper, the Caitlyn Builders getting passed. Can we talk about this black fool that don't want to press charges or participate in the investigation? I don't really have an opinion on it, to be honest, but. Uh. I know McKenzie do, because that's black men protecting them little motherfuckers again. And I got a big problem with that. I mean, you want to take it, Henry, because you know how I feel. I mean, we just link some <laughs> You're not kidding. You're not kidding. It's okay. You're not joking. But it's just like, what? not even that, but are you kidding? Even if you feel that way, keep that to yourself. Keep it to yourself you- and not, don't do it for you. Do it for the people b- b- next to you, beside you, that's coming b- behind you. Yeah. That's going to have to deal with that same situation, bro. Right. Do that's it for all the next I person. Say, if if right. this by chance get to your ear, somebody ear to hit, like, I don't know how many people listen to this for real. Is there a no study on, like, the black consciousness and, like, black people feeling, like, still the need to feel guilty? White guilt or whatever yeah. it's called. Like, I don't even know what it'd be called. Get that like, shit out of They weren't guilting you when they were beating your damn ancestors, and she wasn't yeah, guilting your ass when she was calling the police. What the hell you feeling guilty for? And then now my thing is, if you feel this way, sir, why did you record it? Why did you do all of that? If you really why and then when I see the picture of him, I like I said something that I ain't gonna repeat, but I, I know it's true. I know it's true. Like, I know it's true. Whatever. Sips my tea. Sips tea. And on that note, this has been episode number 54. Shout out to Mackenzie and Henry as always. Again, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WRGO Pod. Be sure to watch this video and the other short videos that we are going to try to come out with on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe on there. Be sure to also like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. It does actually help us. So as since Henry uh, thought uh, Anita Baker uh, testified in front of the Senate in 1991, I am going to play her on the way out. So this has been episode 51, Co and Holler at Us. Thanks, guys. Thank you.